0: I remember the conversation you and I had, and it was like watching this kind of dawning realization pass over your face of like, wait, what? what? It's like, my, <laughs> it's like, literally, it was like my whole life has been a lie. Hello, hello, hello. And enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Hi everyone. <laughs> Hell, you like we have got a story to tell you today. Like this I mean I we are walking our talk. We are so walking <laughs> our talk today in so many ways. Okay, so Is it on? Yes, it's on. We're all recording. So I'm I'm just going to give you a little recap of what's just happened in the last maybe 15-20 minutes here. So We are today's episode is all about perfectionism. And as two recovering perfectionists, um, which both Serena and I are, we made an agreement that at the beginning of this episode, when we started recording, we were going to keep recording no matter what happened. The only reason, and there was one caveat on that, the only reason we said was if uh, because it's a little late in the evening here when we're recording, we said if either one of us decide that we don't have the capacity to record anymore, i.e., we're not meeting our needs by doing this at that point we will stop and we may actually release a part episode and then do it again or, or to put the two together, whatever it looks like. Um, but we agreed that we were going to just keep recording. And so what happened was we started to record and it was the most... <laughs> It was the funniest episode because so many things went quote unquote wrong. So many things were quote unquote un, like imperfect about what happened. We had an alarm go off. I ended up dropping things on the floor. Even how we started the episode, we like talked
1: over each other for the literally. I actually think the first the first word out of my mouth was
0: yeah (laughs) that's how perfect it was so and it was great because I was like oh my goodness one of the things that we wanted to do and we've been starting to do this for a while now when we first started recording these podcasts and it was the same thing when I first started recording content videos as well we were trying to get it quote-unquote right so what would happen was if we stumbled if we coughed we got a little bit wrong or or a lot wrong which sometimes happens we would uh, we go okay let's just start that section again And over as the more we've recorded the more we've gone actually no let's just be us let's show that we are real and we do make mistakes and sometimes I cough and sometimes uh, like Serena loses her train of thought or like (laughs) that never happens Oh no never. Ooh, something sparkly. <laughs> <laughs> so like we've been trying to we've been trying to let go of that desire to be more perfect in this situation and actually just be real so you can actually get to know the real us so this was like the perfect episode of imperfections because it was like one thing after the other and I'm like this I'm like I'm loving how this is working I'm loving how it's happening and then I look down and we haven't hit record <laughs> Again, like this has happened a couple of times now. And but the fact that it's this episode, this episode, is just like I'm kind of perfect. a bit, <laughs> I'm kind of a bit bummed because there were so many things that were imperfect about the prior recording. But I mean, what could be more perfect about having an imperfect recording than not hitting record? <laughs> So that's why we have the giggles a little bit to start (laughs) off today's session. Um, But this is such an important topic. Uh, It's something that's very dear to our hearts because we have both experienced it over and over again throughout our lives. And this is also something that came in as a, as a community request. One of, somebody who was listening to our, our podcast wanted us to do an episode on like, how do you get over perfectionism? So that's what we're going to talk about today. And perfectionism is an issue for so many people in so many areas of their lives. And that's because the perception is that by being quote unquote perfect, that your needs will be met. Again, this is not a conscious thing. It's not like, oh, if I'm perfect, all my needs are going to get met. It's a, it's just, the belief is that that things will be better for us if we're perfect and that things that will be better for us subconsciously is that connection to our needs being met and the thing is that when we were children and also as we've grown up through life with the different experiences that we've had the feedback a lot of people have got is that by being quote unquote perfect or quote unquote more perfect our needs were better met so there's lots of beliefs that kind of show up around this which is that people will love us more if we're perfect like how many times have you been in a situation or you heard was like oh if I could just do this or I could just if I could be the perfect girlfriend he won't leave me I mean I have thought that so many times, I mean, admittedly, quite some time ago, but I've, that was something that came up over and over again. There's this belief that people won't leave us if we're perfect. If I'm the perfect friend, they're going to want to be around me all the time. There's the belief that we will earn more money, we'll ha- get more promotions if we're perfect, because at work, we're focused on the better we are, the closer we are to. I remember when we used to have these um, performance reviews at work and you would have like a percentage, often the um, your bonus was dependent on the percentage you had hit of your um, key performance indicators. And what gave you a 100% bonus? 100% on your key performance indicators. So by being perfect, you got more money, you get more bonuses, you get more pay raises, you get more promotions, the more quote unquote perfect that you are. Um, there's the, the, the belief that you will be, sorry, I nearly laughed when I said this one because of how untrue it is. There's this belief that, We'll be more successful if we're perfect. Now, this is all dependent on what your definition of success is. And we have a definition for you that we will share on an upcoming episode. It is not what most people think it is. And when you understand what success really is, you'll realize just how untrue the sentence, we'll be more successful if we're perfect is. It's just not. It's just not. I mean, it's not even remotely. In fact, it's actually working against you often Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of... um, quote-unquote success, or what real success is. Um, there's also a the perception that we'll be valued more by others if we're perfect. If I'm the perfect person, if I've got the perfect body, if I've got uh, if I do the perfect thing, that other people will value us more, will be perceived as more valuable. Um, in a society where we're not very good at understanding and knowing our value and connecting to that value, often we get it, Like we, we've learned to uh, feel valuable by how other people perceive us and how other people perceive our values. So it's really important for a lot of people, especially those who don't know how to meet their own needs yet. And then the, the, the final belief that kind of comes up, and this is like not exhaustive list by any stretch of the imagination, but the final thought that comes up is this, is that quote unquote bad things and the kind of subtext here is that i.e. that would cost our needs won't happen if we do everything right, i.e. if we are perfect. So let's look at an example uh, of women, for example, and how we're marketed. It uh, marketed to. Um, we are marketed and I'm. Gonna, I'm just going to say it. We We came up with a new word in the last time we did this because I, <laughs> I fumbled my words. We need to be thinnier. We need to not just be thinner. We need to be thinnier as well. Uh, no, because we, it's not
1: enough that I had to be thin. I have to now be thinner as well. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> just keep adding to the
0: list. Just I, Just one know. more of the imperfect things from the recording we didn't record. Uh, <laughs> so, we we get we get this. Um. Uh, messages that we need to be thinner, we need to be sexier, we need to be prettier, we need to be more fashionable, we need to be the perfect like delete as appropriate, mom, housewife, girlfriend, um, that we have to be this girl boss, this like driven career woman who is so super successful in what she does that we need to be younger or more specifically that we need to at le- least look younger. Um, and the impression is, is that we have, if we have, do, be all of these things, we'll be happier for it. And again, that, that normally what feels happier for us, what feels more fulfilling Is actually having our needs met so the subconscious thing is like if I'm perfect all of my needs are going to be met because that's what feels good
1: you know just looking at the list I mean there's only a couple of examples and the pressures put on women is specifically the list is very extensive it's a a, Exhausted.
0: Absolutely. Um, we we've just gone through just a couple of the items on there, and I mean, and you have to be like the thought is you have to be perfect in all of these
1: areas. Yes. You have to be perfectly thin. You have to be perfectly sexy. You have to be perfectly pretty. You have to be all of these things. You have to be a housewife and a girl boss, and you have
0: to be looking the and a perfect mom and a perfect lover. Like you and kinda, yeah and and, and 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 yes
1: and in oh. reality, mm-hmm. perfection is an illusion. <gasps> is it? It is. Like magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like control. And um, I, we spoke about it in previous episodes. I had some issues like identifying the fact that control is an illusion. And it
0: was so important to you, like very much like perfectionism. It was game-changing for me. Right. Control was something that was controlling your life, and as was perfection. Yes. And there were such big things. And then realizing those things were an illusion. I remember that. I remember the conversation you and I had. And it was like watching this kind of dawning realization pass over your face of like, Wait, what? what?" (laughs) It's like, like, literally, it was like my whole life has been a lie. And Mm -hmm. it's true. The good news is, is that when we learn about these things, we can get that, we can get that back and we can, um, we can start to see through these illusions and we can see, see through these fallacies and start to create something that's really beautiful and empowering for us. And if she says bumping into something again uh that if if this whole thing around control is something that you know, hold on a second this is starting to l- ring some bells this i rec- recognize is our next episode you're going to want to tune into because we're going to be talking about control specifically and in more detail in the next episode so the first thing is that it's not possible to be
1: perfect what it's not possible really it it it's not because there's always more that can be improved. Always more that can be done. Yep. And perfection by whose standards? Let's be like, who's setting these standards? The, the standards for perfection in women?
0: Do not for what they look like, for how they got to act. I'm like, hmm, where did that come from? Hmm. I think we may need to do another podcast episode on that. Should ponder that that one. Yeah, we definitely need to go into that. Let's not go down the rabbit hole right now, because otherwise we'll never get back out of it (laughs) And we don't want that on the perfection episode, because... (laughs) We'll be here for hours. Like You'll be here for hours. We've all got things to do, other things in our lives. So yeah. (laughs) The second thing,
1: and buckle up here, this will be the first. I'm dropping this new information on you. Okay, I'm ready. We're human. What's... And we're not designed to be perfect. Oh my
0: goodness me, mind blown. I mean, and we we and we said this on the last recording, and I want to make sure that we we um, bring this into this recording because it's so important. We're joking about this, but we were the people going, "Wait, what?" We were I- the people trying
1: to meet these standards of perfection.
0: Yeah, that. Like my mind genuinely was blown. When mm-hmm. I realized that perfection was an illusion and I'd spent my entire life trying to strive for something that was not possible to attain, I my mind was genuinely blown. I I don't even know where to, I don't even know where to start this. I don't know what, what, where to begin, what to do, what to say. So while we are making light of it, that's because we have been there mm-hmm. and we have been on the serious side of it and be like, oh my goodness. Where do I even start with unpacking this and starting to learn how to move forward? I remember thinking,
1: wow, I've compromised myself so much. Mm-hmm. Trying to be perfect, trying to be something that was never going to happen and think of how many needs that I compromised in the process of trying to meet a need of
0: perfection that doesn't even exist. Right. And, and how how much you compromised yourself in that process, but also how much time and energy mm-hmm. and effort had gone into something that not only didn't exist, but also wasn't you. No, it wasn't the real you. It was the, the you you'd learned to be. And same for me. Like it was the me I'd learned to be because that's what I believe that my conditioning and society had taught me I was supposed to be. And it was like, oh, wait, I get to figure out who I am now. And I get to be the real Claire. I get to... Drop things on the floor and forget to hit record and forget that I'd left an alarm on in the other like all these things. Like, I get to be all of that because that's actually who I am. Mm-hmm. I get to trip up the stairs, A and loss. that's who.
1: <laughs> well, you didn't have to go there, but
0: <laughs> yeah, A hey, if we're being authentic about who you are, let's be honest. <laughs> well, we're
1: friends in falling, that's for absolutely.
0: Sure. <laughs> We're, we're like we're, pl- we're clumsy ve- twins. We, we have our moments both. We're very much <laughs> <frequently>. flamingos.
1: Yes. <laughs> we're just awkwardly fabulous. Absolutely. And that's okay. Yes. And for us, like, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's imperfect. And it, I mean, we could spin around it forever. Yeah. Um, a great example is the fact that we're not designed to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Think of the movie The Stepford Wives. That was, that was the quintessential
0: perfection of women and if you haven't seen the stepford wives just give like a just a quick summary of what a stepford wife is if people don't know the reference
1: basically the stepford wives are the kind of cookie cutter the ideal the perfection of yeah the (laughs) quote unquote of a mother a wife a woman Mm I um
0: I mean they were all housewives and it was Yeah, it was it was actually like it was quite often like that. The the um the perception of like the nineteen fifties mm-hmm. housewife who could also be a pinup, who was also a perfect mom, whose hair was never out of place, who could cook amazing meals and bake and, and did all of these things all the time. Yeah, and cleaned
1: and took yeah. care of the kids and 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 and, and they were robots. Mm-hmm. They, the movies couldn't even do it. Yeah. They had to make them into <laughs> robots because it's just not possible. It's just not possible. <laughs> Absolutely. So by trying to be perfect, something that's not possible, there is no end. Mm. There will always be an end. There will always be another. There will always be something. And we'll never get there, which is exhausting, right? It's, oh my God. It's demoralizing because mm-hmm. you never feel good enough. It's futile and it actually costs our needs. As we burn out our other needs mm-hmm. trying to get there, we're actually draining our needs by trying to get them met. Like We're putting ourselves into a detriment trying to get to this place of perfection and draining everything that would sustain us through living an imperfect existence.
0: Right. Where's that whole thing of like we're trying to we we're, try, we're trying to be perfect to meet our needs and we're compromising our needs in trying to be perfect which we're doing to try to meet our needs. I mean it's like this vicious circle that's never going anywhere. Mm-mm. And the thing about it is as perfectionism is often an unconscious strategy to try to get our needs met, the way to overcome it is to find and proactively do things that meet those needs well. Because if our needs are already met, it helps us to dissolve this belief that we need to be perfect in order for them to be met. Like if I'm not perfect and my needs are met, it starts to really like like put some, put the, on shaky ground the belief that I need to be perfect to have my needs met because I've got evidence of the fact that that's not true. We also want to remind ourselves that perfection does not exist and instead look for what both meets our needs and is within our capacity as well because that is sustainable and if we find ways of meeting our needs that are both meet our needs and with or, and are within our capacity it means that we can have a sustained experience of having our needs met so again it, it breaks down this illusion of the fact that we have to perfect to meet our needs because it's just not true so um a lot of people, and this is, this is something that comes up a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot with my clients, with our clients, when we do groups, is that a lot of people think that they need to be quote unquote perfect parents. And the challenge, the biggest challenge with this, and I see this a lot more with women than I do with men, just it's something I've noticed having gone through this and having had so many clients who are in this position. When we approach parenting this way, We actually teach our children it is not okay to be human. It is not okay to make mistakes. It is not okay to be imperfect. And we teach them by example to sacrifice themselves for others. Because if we're sacrificing ourselves for them or for our partner or for our friends or for our family, we are teaching our children to do the same. Because children learn way more from what they see us doing than from what we tell them and what I've heard so many mothers especially say over the years is like oh well I want to I want to teach my child how to meet their own needs so that they can be happy and fulfilled but they're trying to do it in a way that they are demonstrating sacrifice and self-sacrifice as a way of life And so, my first, the first thing I always say to them is that when we, when we're teaching self-sacrifice, that's what they're going to learn. the, the, the best and most, the easiest way of teaching our children about their needs, about honoring their needs, respecting their needs, and prioritizing their needs, is to do that yourself, because they will see what it looks like, and they will see what a difference it makes to the kind of person, the kind of parent they are. So, by, by, by doing this we we want to be teaching them how to honor and meet their own needs in ways that support their families and communities around them remember we're doing it in self-worth ways we're not doing it in ways that harm others um but we teach the we teach children how to do this by doing it ourselves and we spoke in uh, one of the previous episodes about the need to kind of create that that balance in terms of um how we do? How we deal with meeting our needs when we have dependence, and the difference between the glass balls and the plastic balls. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure which episode it was that we did that in. I got a feeling it might have been one of the self first in the self first series. I think it might have been in the episode 20. Let's get specific. I think. Don't quote me on that because I may not be perfect. <laughs> um, but um, we started to talk about that, and when we when we understand that, we need to create this balancing act. But we also want to teach our children it's okay to put yourself first. In fact, it is essential to prioritize the meeting of your needs in ways that are supportive of the other responsibilities and dependence that you have. And I can't tell you how many parents have gone through the universal needs process and the universal needs program, and it has transformed their relationship with their children first and foremost they've understood their children's needs better and they've opened it's opened up a dialogue between them and their children about needs in a way where children have actually i've had um clients who've said that children have switched from being demanding to requesting um things of their parents because how they're learning about needs and how the the parent is being about needs is just fostering that um, the other thing that I'm that I see and I hear a lot from our clients who've gone through this process who have children is how much children learn just from watching them do it yes there are things that we want to learn specifically about our children and needs and what are the appropriate points in their development to start teaching them about needs supporting them and meeting those needs actually giving them responsibility for meeting those needs depending which needs we're talking about yes those are things that we specifically want to learn but in actual fact actually having them learn by seeing their parents honor and respect and meet their own needs I had a, a client whose um little daughter she was I think maybe three or four um and um she'd been doing the universal needs work for some time and all of a sudden it was one day she was going out to um to a yoga practice one evening she had a yoga mat under her arm and her daughter saw her going out of the uh, out of the house, and I remember that she shared with me how touched she was that her daughter was like, "Oh, mummy, you are going out to yoga? That's lovely. Enjoy yourself. Like, have fun. Like." And it was like she knew that that was something that was good for her mum because her mum would come back and be more fulfilled. Now we know not everybody has got the time and capacity to do yoga practices, and there's a certain amount of privilege in that. But it's important to recognise that when we are meeting our own needs, we teach children how to do the same thing. And by doing that by by example, not in a way which is sacrificing other people to get our needs met, but is meeting our needs in a way that's also supportive of other people and especially their dependents. That's a different way of approaching things. Um, We love to pull examples from our life. And
1: as a recovering perfectionist, I have tons. Um, (laughs) One of the hardest areas, (laughs) yeah, I don't have enough hands for the amount of examples I got on this one. Um, But one of the places that it was very present, and the place I think that it lasted the longest, the hardest perfection to get over for me, was perfection at work. Because there were times at work where I was so focused on getting it perfect that I actually ended up pretty much dropping the ball. It's mm-hmm. like I
0: let perfection get in the way of good enough.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So and often like delivery and deadlines and like that. I'm trying to be perfect, so I'm actually going to compromise other aspects of this project to mm-hmm. be perfect. Yes, yeah. like
1: oh, I know it was due at four, but I'm gonna get it to you at eight because I'm gonna be perfect. Right. Yeah. And no, it was due at four, and it's still probably not going to be perfect. Okay. Like, and it was good enough it at was, four. It was good enough. And we're not using good enough as an eh, that's good enough. It's like, no, this is, this the is job. good. This is what they wanted. Fulfilled the brief. Yep. yep. And hit the mark. Yeah. Good enough. Good
0: enough is okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm going to repeat that. Good enough is okay. Absolutely. So what I had... As is accidentally hitting the mic when you're talking. Like, that was. Oh, or maybe it was the bench. Oh. Uh, see? we're even imperfect at recording podcasts (laughs) we have a lot of practice and if you and if you like that, that that me saying that to serena like anybody who watches or listens to these podcasts on a regular you know how much i use my work my hands when i'm talking the amount of times i've hit the screen i've hit the pop mic i've hit the microphone like we do it all the time and again these days we tend to leave that in because it's like you know what that's us being imperfect i mean key west Mm-hmm. You hear the
1: airplanes go oh, over yes. and we, we would stop, we'd re-record yeah. and it's like, there is an airplane every 20 minutes. Uh-huh. Yeah. We'd be, it just, it, it's not possible.
0: <laughs> well, it would be possible, but we actually wouldn't be. And the thing about it is, is that when we're in these, when we're doing these, we get into a flow, especially when we're in conversation, like mm-hmm. there's a, there's a conversational flow. And so, yes, we could break when a a plane comes over, but actually it would probably break the flow and it would mean that we don't deliver as good a podcast. So we've made a call that actually this is the better way of doing it for us. And is it perfect? No, it isn't. But is it the best way we can do it right now with the capacity that we have, with the location we have, with all the resources that we have right now? Absolutely. And that's what we're trying to do is to do the best we can within our capacity rather than trying to be perfect.
1: Yes. So it's switching the focus from Something good, not perfect, and that doesn't. there
0: yeah. yeah. Again,
1: <laughs> let me try that again. Yeah. We need to switch on focusing. Some wow. Switch. We want to switch to focus. To focus on producing something good, not perfect, including and that do- in podcast delivery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And in that doing something that doesn't come to a detriment to my other needs or the detriment of other things. Right, absolutely. What's actually needed is outcomes and expectations. It's not perfection. Yeah, we want to focus on what is actually needed. Yes. Yeah. And those outcomes and expectations, that's what where the bar is set. So in negotiating these, if they're not possible with the time frame, the capacity, the resources, that's key to make sure that, okay, this is what you're asking for. This is what I can actually deliver in this time frame. If I if this doesn't work, then you know, this is the time I have. What what's the priority? Yeah. Where are your
0: expectations? What absolutely needs to get done? And what do you need? And is that possible with the resources that we have? And if it's not, what can we do about that? Can we get more resources? Can we get help with this? Can we get support? Can we push the deadline? Let's look at how do we negotiate around these things so that we can give a, give what is needed in a way that doesn't compromise the needs of everybody involved in the process. Could it really be that simple just to ask, what do we need? (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Maybe it is. (laughs) And that's the thing is that so often we don't ask because we take on those expectations and we think we have to be perfect in delivering them. But actually recognizing that we're human, because the thing about it is, is that so often in those work scenarios, and I had this so many times, where I would burn myself out I would stay, I would be up early. I would stay late um, to try to be perfect, try and make it perfect. But the thing is that that compromised my needs, which meant that I then wasn't showing up as the best me in other areas of my job. And normally, even in those projects as well, mm-hmm. what I was delivering when I was doing things at midnight, 1, 2 a.m. in the morning was not good work. Let's be honest, people. I mean, it. it, it I, I might have thought it was good work at the time, but what I would have been able to produce, had I been resourced, had I been rested, had I been well nourished, had I been well hydrated, all of the things to take care of my needs is like, how do we create that balance? Yes, we could be trying to create perfection in that. I have to be perfectly rested, perfectly nourished, perfectly hydrated. I would do all these things. That feels like a full-time <laughs> job in right. itself. I have to get eight hours of
1: sleep and I have to chew every bite 30 times and I have to yeah. drink, I don't know how many glasses of water a day it is. Like I
0: can't even remember the amounts, never right. mind actually yeah so it's like we can try and be perfect in one way or we can try and be perfect the other way Or we could actually find a way that honors the capacity and honors the needs in both directions. And that's what we're looking for is something that is good enough over here, as in it meets the needs that actually need to be met over here. And what is good enough over here, as in it meets the needs that need to be met over here. And if that's not possible, that's where we need to go back and negotiate and and have that dialogue and communicate around it. Because that's where we can, like, there might be other ideas and options that come out that we would never have thought of. It never occurred to us that that was a possibility. Wait, I could get somebody to help me on that. I didn't even know that was an option. Like there are things that kind of come out through having those dialogues and through being focused on what is it that actually needs to get done and by when, and if I don't have the resource and capacity, what can we do about that? Is this something we can do? And
1: something that you mentioned that I just kind of want to touch back upon is like, let's take the work example. I was trying to be a perfectionist at work. I was trying to do everything perfect. I was staying late. I was pushing myself to the point of like, no, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. And my relationships were suffering. Mm-hmm. My own personal needs, like the things that I liked to do for myself, taking classes and yeah. exercising, any of the things that I wanted. Sleep. sleep what? <laughs> wasn't even on my radar. Mm-hmm. It was, okay, I get to bed when my work is done. I wake up, I start working. That doesn't leave a lot of time for anything else. Mm-hmm. So to think I was, I was going for... Trying to aim for this perfection that didn't exist in one area, and everything else was just kind of falling to the wayside.
0: Compromised,
1: and I didn't even realize it until it was actually brought to my attention. It's like, hey, is this actually serving you? Did you notice this? nope Mm -mm.
0: no because I was too caught up in trying to be perfect (laughs) exactly exactly and actually this can be on this can happen uh in other areas as well there's a kind of flip side to this where um I know this is something I'm I'm imagining that a lot of people will be able to relate to because I know it's an experience I've had I've had lots of clients who've had this experience of where we're trying to be perfect in relationships so it's like I in, in my experience, I had experiences where I was trying to be perfect for the other person. I was trying to be what they wanted. I was trying to be what they were attracted to. I was trying to be what they needed. I was trying to be what um, they thought was sexy, what they thought was, um, was good enough. Being really honest. I was trying to be this perfect person for them. And by trying to be the perfect person for them... I actually lost myself in the process because I wasn't being me anymore. And here's the irony, is that I wasn't in a relationship with this person, this mask that I'd created of who I thought they wanted to be in relationship with was in, at best, in relationship with them. But here's the thing, so often, it can happen the other direction as well. So the other person is trying to be who they think you want to be in a relationship with. So we're not people being in relationship with people here. We're masks being in relationship with masks. And nobody feels safe because it's like, oh God, what happens when they find out about the real me? Are they going to leave me? Are they going to, is that it? Will the relationship be over? Um, we, we don't know. Um, and th- so they feel unsafe. They feel like they're not being the, their real selves. And The amount of tension and anxiety that that creates. And it means that you aren't actually having a fulfilling relationship because you're not having a relationship at all. You are creating this this facade of of a persona, of a person who you think is who the other person wants to be. And I cannot tell you the number of times I've done this in relationships, especially when I was younger, where it's like, if I just do this, if I just wear my hair this way, if I have my hair this color, if I lose a bit more weight, if I pay attention to the hobbies that they're interested in and I adopt those hobbies and I get involved in those things if I don't go out with my girlfriends as often, if I don't spend time with my male friends because maybe I I think that that's not something they're going to want, not something they're going to like. I'm not going to do things that take time away from them. I have been in so many relationships where I didn't do the things I needed for myself and actually I cut myself off from a lot of those things and a lot of those people To try to please this other person, to try to be perfect for them so they wouldn't leave me. But here's the thing I wasn't in the relationship. So, one, they wouldn't have been leaving me anyway because I wasn't being me. And two, I wasn't getting the relationship that I deserved. I deserved to be in a relationship with somebody who not only saw me, but appreciated me and wanted me and loved me and accepted me for who I was, for who I am. And the thing about it is, is that by trying to be perfect for somebody else, we actually deny ourselves the relationship that really desire and deserve. And I'm not saying that um we we don't want to compromise, not compromise it's about it's about finding ways of making effort to move towards each other it's not about saying here's who I am and here's what I want and you have to be everything that I want to be either no we have to move towards each other. But the key thing is, is that we move to each other in a way that we're not compromising who we are. We're not compromising ourselves in the process. We're making small moves towards each other because we're never going to find somebody who is the absolute perfect fit for us. I mean, even just, even Serena and I, we're not the perfect fit. We have different ways of doing things. We have um, different ways of of, uh, of of showing up in different ways. We've got different, like, I mean, I'm, I'm vegan, she's not quite a lot of the time um she's big into (laughs) coffee i never drink coffee i mean it seems like seems like small relatively insignificant things but there are some some significant things that are different between the two of us Mm -hmm. but we put the effort into creating a bridge between who i am and who she is in a way that allows us to honor ourselves and be ourselves and finds a ways to connect in between and that's what we're looking for and perfection actually stops that from happening because what we're doing when we're trying to be perfect is that we're trying to fit in we're not looking for the places, the people, and the relationships where we belong. And that is where we are loved and accepted for who we are. And every single person deserves that.
1: As you're talking, I can't I, I can't help but think like, how many different perfects have you tried to be in your life? Oh my goodness. Like think about in and, and just really I mean, this could I mean we could definitely go down a rabbit hole mm. here, but just in relation relationship in partnership with you know a significant other right if you're trying to be perfect for this person then you break up with them this person's perfection is not going to be that person's perfection it's yeah it's always different yeah you're trying to be you could be so many versions of yourself and still not have found who you are because you're trying to be perfect for your parents being perfect for your spouse being perfect for your kids being perfect for your job being perfect for this person and this person and no, I'm it's, just gonna be me and I'm gonna be weird and I'm gonna be glittery glittery and, and different and, and coffee
0: fueled and I, late and all those things. I'm gonna be all those. That's things. all of those things. And the thing <laughs> is that is who Serena is, and there's nothing wrong with that. And she's like when she's around me, she's around somebody who accepts all of those things in her. She doesn't have to be perfect with me. And in fact, by not being perfect, we give each other to not permission to not be perfect. So the less perfect that I am, not that you strive to not show up for people, but the more you allow yourself to be human, the more you invite them to be human as well. There's a couple of things that really kind of come to mind, and it's funny because I wasn't planning on sharing these examples, but they they feel really present for me right now. There's a like when you were just saying about that those versions of perfect. It reminds me. I don't know whether you've ever seen. Have you ever seen the the movie Runaway Bride? With yes. Julia Roberts. Yeah. So in with the, the fan. sorry,
1: the fan scene.
0: Yes. That's <laughs> what I need right yes. now. I need I the want fan. To follow it's a little the warm fan. in here today. <laughs> um, so um, in the movie, she has a, a, a journalist. so she if you haven't seen it, she has. Um, uh, been um, been the bride numerous times and run at the altar like she's run away from uh, every, like every single time and this journalist goes to do a story on her and she, he goes and interviews all the people that she's been engaged to and in relationship with over this period of time and he asks them all a very simple question and the question is how does she like her ex and the answer is always just like me And every single one of those people likes a different kind of egg. And this is a great example of someone who was trying to be who those people thought she was meant to be or who she thought they wanted her to be in order to be in relation. There's a fantastic scene towards the end of the movie where she's stood in front of a bench with all these different types of eggs laid out on it and she's trying them all to see which one she actually likes the best. Um, And there's a point towards the end where she tells him, oh, by the way, these are my favourite types of eggs. Like She's gone and found out. Um, And this reminds me of a situation that happened in my life which was, it was kind of funny because it was, it was what we've been talking about and not what we've been talking about at the same time. I had a very, very close friend of mine um, say to me at one point that she was really worried about me because she thought that I was, I was turning into the person based on who I was in relationship with. And she saw that I was a different person in every relationship. And the interesting thing was, because at one point she was like, you know what, you just have to be you. You have to be who you're happy with. And those people who love you will accept you for that. And those people who don't won't matter and blah, 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 blah. The interesting thing was, we had a conversation at one point, she didn't realize that she was one of those people too. Because I remember I had this meltdown around my 30th birthday. And this is, because like my my twenties, I would basically spent trying to please everyone else in my life and be perfect for everyone else around me. The challenge was is that the perfect Claire for the people I went salsa dancing with, and the perfect Claire for my family, and the perfect Claire for my uni friends, were not the same Claire. So I remember we had this, we were sat on the banks of this river. We'd gone out um, shopping for the day and I just broke down. It was like a month before my 30th birthday party because I was having a birthday party where they were all going to be in the same room. And she was like, what is wrong with you? She's like, and I was like, I don't know who to be. I don't know who Claire is because there is a different Claire and none of those Claire's resemble. And more importantly, I'm going to walk into this room and everyone's going to be like, who the hell is this? Where is Claire? Because they didn't know the real me because I wasn't being the real me. I was being who I thought they wanted me to be. So at that point in time, she's like, you just have to be you. And I remember the point where I was like, you remember that point where you told me I just have to be me? She didn't realize that she was also one of those people. one of those people that I was being who she wanted me to be while I was around her and actually what I was doing was I was using these different experiences to figure out who I was and what I wanted so going in salsa dancing I, w- I dated somebody who was a salsa dancer but actually when we finished when we stopped um well we stopped going out I still can, over time, I returned to salsa dancing. I stopped it for a while because it was tough. We were running the same circles. I didn't want to deal with that. Um, but I still salsa dance right now. Um, the whole idea of like living in different countries and, and traveling, that was something I did with a former partner. And when we broke up, I was like, hold on, do I really want to do this by myself? Maybe, and, and have it, with some of my experiences I've had as a house sitter and as a traveler. I mean some of them have been a bit intense and not things I would have wanted to deal deal with on my own so I'm like maybe I just need to change the kinds of places and the locations and that's what I did, I was like you know what, I I love this lifestyle, this really works for me. Um, So there were all of these things and she was like you have to stop changing yourself based on who everyone else wants you to be and just be who you are but the thing was she thought she knew who that person was. And it turned out it wasn't who she thought it was. There was a different version of Claire that was the true me. And we we had this real coming together moment where she was like, oh, shit. I didn't realize I was going to be one of those people that was going to have to accept that the, the me, that the you that I knew, wasn't actually all of you. It was only maybe a little part of you or maybe in some ways it was, in some ways it wasn't. And another imperfection, we have Hemingway behind Serena yet again, if you're watching on the podcast. Our little fairy friend has come in to say hi on this uh, on this uh, episode, which I think is perfect. I see right through. He's trying to get his fifteen minutes. Exactly, absolutely. Um, so, and 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 I remember her going, "Oh God, oh shit, oh I've got to do this too," and she and I had a conversation, and. She remembered it. She was like, Yeah, absolutely. And through and she's still a very close friend of mine because we have learned to understand who each other really really are. And we've learned to love and accept each other as we are, rather than the people who we were trying to be, or who I was trying to be, in order to for her to want to be around me, to like me, to be my friend, blah, 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 as I'd done with so many people. So this is a really like I, I hadn't even thought about this until you just mentioned that. But actually it's exactly it. Like mm-hmm. I like I'd, I I all of the different people, the thing that literally made me want to melt down was you put all of those people in a room. I didn't know who I was. And that was actually the beginning of this journey for me of of, of I need to figure out who I am. I need to figure out how to do life in a way that works and honors me. I honestly think that imperfection brings balance to relationship. It brings balance to
1: partnership and friendship and to all of the things. Because everybody trying to be the same ideal of perfection or, or it's boring if nothing else yes it is boring and it doesn't it doesn't give depth or dimension and i think of our friend group here mm-hmm. or one of our friend right. groups and it is a merry band of misfits mm-hmm. i mean a motley crew to say the least yes <laughs> you would not place many of us in the same social star- mm-hmm. circles and it works Imperfectly. Yeah, it works it, so well because it balances it out. Where somebody may be more of an introvert, I, in the past, would have been like, "Oh, I have to, I have to mute myself." I anybody who
0: knows me, I'm not muted in any way. Like I'm unless not... she forgets to turn her microphone on, that's the only time. Yeah,
1: that only happened once today. <laughs> <laughs> and if it was only so easy to just shut off my microphone, and I can't stop talking. But. You know, there were a lot of times, and I believe Clara's had this, where you kind of try to dim yourself. Like, we're big, bold people. And it's like, oh, God, I got to fit in. And I realized, you know what? No, if I'm going to be somewhere, I want to be myself. And this group of people who aren't extroverted as a general rule, I bring that element to the group. Yeah. And it balances it out. And just those little things, those, you know, the little things that I can appreciate about appreciate a bit about being imperfect are what really kind of makes my
0: relationship special. It's what makes me special. Right. And like looking at that example, it works the other way around as well. That they don't feel the need that they have to be out there and gregarious Mm -hmm. because that's how we are. They get to be introverted. Like uh, There are people in our group of friends who will sit in the corner of the room and maybe say 10 words the entire time we're there. And that's they're still included. They're still Mm -hmm. part of the conversation. And it's not... That's just because that's the way they want to do it, and the cool thing about our group is that you you do you like mm-hmm. you do you, so we're just
1: gonna be in costume, yeah, uh, Claire's gonna be on stage singing, right, and you know that person's gonna
0: be in the corner, and everyone gets that to, works everyone gets to do them, and 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 everyone accepts that that everyone's gonna do them, and it just it just works it works really well. I think it's a really great example, yeah, absolutely. Anything else you want to add to our perfectly imperfect episode on perfectionism? I don't know. Perfect
1: dance moves again. If oh. any
0: of you missed my, uh, <laughs> oh man, <the> dance moves. <laughs>
1: my I uh, have wacky no,
0: inflatable uh, I have man. no idea what episode that was in, but Matt, it is <laughs> worth watching the video. I mean, the fact you got it take two. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, that was perfect. Don't steal my dance moves, people. That was perfect. <laughs> so
1: this is why I'm not on TikTok.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it would just be me dance moves. Yet. <laughs> Who knows? That may be coming in the future. Just my dance moves. Yes, just so <laughs> you know what? I would love to see a talk a talk talk a talk talk. <laughs> I want to see a talk talk of just your dance moves. That'd be awesome. Okay, wow. blow so, up the internet. Oh yes. Um, I think that's it for how to get over perfectionism and and the reality is is that the more you know how to meet your own needs and the more consistently you meet them, the more we can let go of this this belief that we have to be perfect or and and also the pressure and the energy and the input that it's just exhausting and to be able to go ah. Oh. I don't need to be perfect. I just get to be me. Mm -hmm. There is really very few feelings in the world that feel as good as that. To be able to go, okay, I don't have to put on a performance to Mm -hmm. be Claire here. Um, I just get to be me and I get to be me wherever I'm at today. And if that's a puddle of tears on the floor and if Mm -hmm. that's a, um, that's the one thing I love about our our friendship and our relationship is that if one of us is quiet, which does not happen very often, but if that's where we're at, that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's really kind of beautiful. So thank you for joining us in our perfectly imperfect episode about perfectionism. Um, I hope that you've enjoyed the realness <laughs> that has been present today. I wish you got to experience the realness that we didn't record, but Hey, a comic gold. I mean, it would have been, can you get an, like an Emmy
1: for a podcast? What would that be? I mean, we definitely would have gotten it. Maybe it be a potty.
0: Is it I don't know. I'm Somebody making, I'm come up with a potty. I'm I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm I'm sure there must there's gotta be a there's gotta be I mean be if a, there's a woody, there's definitely a, a potty. potty. Right, absolutely. We gotta yeah, that would have been podcast gold. that's what what it was podcast gold all right well that is it for today we will be back next time as um, we kind of did a little kind of spoiler alert earlier on in this episode perfectionism and control are actually um very close bedfellows and they tend to show up in very um very commonly in the same spaces and um this is something again that we've been asked to speak about so our next podcast episode we're going to be looking at control and again recovering perfectionists recovering control freaks both of us um we're going to look at um how you can uh, how control is controlling you and also how you can let go of control um by having your needs better met and how to actually do that so we're going to start looking at that in our next episode um thank you for being here thank you for watching Thank you for being with us as we are being imperfect and thank you for being imperfect yourself because the more we do this, the more real we are, the more that we allow and support others in doing the same thing. So thank you for that. Thank you for watching. Uh, we're sending you lots of love. Stay safe and remember between now and the next time to keep meeting your needs. Lots of love. Bye Hi guys. That's it for today.
1: If you like what you heard please subscribe, rate and give us a written review as it will help more people find us.
0: And remember, perfection is an illusion that actually compromises your needs. Well shit, it really is that simple.